Yeah, I mean, he showed five distinct signs of concussions that were severe. And, you know, I got angry when they not only put him back in, but then tried to claim it wasn't a head injury. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. I'm your host, Andrew Brandt. We're produced by Brian Neal, musical producer, my son, Sam Brandt. We are presented, as always, by DraftKings. No bigger issue in the news than the one, perhaps two, concussions of Tua Flagalova. Sorry if I got that name wrong. I think it's the most interesting part of the week. We've been talking about this since, well, eight days ago when he might have suffered a concussion against the Bills, then did suffer concussion five days later against the Bengals. The fallout, the the investigation, all of that going on, and no better voice to talk about it than Chris Nowinski, head of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. You probably know him from the industry where he has collected so many brains of former players and found CTE with his great work up there at Harvard University in Boston, the Concussion Legacy Foundation. Always great to have Chris on the podcast. He is someone that has been speaking out about this over the past week on all kinds of media appearances throughout the globe, as he will tell you. But I have him here for you to listen and learn and understand. So without further ado, my friend, Chris Nowinski. There's only one guy I thought of in the whole mess with Tua that's gone on the past couple of weeks. I know I've talked about it. Everyone's talked about it. Everyone's tweeted about it. But very few, if any, besides Chris Nowinski, tweeted and talked about it before it happened. And what I mean by that is, We saw what happened eight days ago against the Bills, and then we saw what happened five days ago against the Cincinnati Bengals. Anyway, I'm going to get to all that. Chris Nowinski, Concussion Legacy Foundation, old friend, good friend, and what a voice, what a thought leader in this space. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Andrew, and thanks for being on this so early yourself. Yeah, we were talking about this almost 10 years ago, and you know uh, very well, I have some family history with my son suffering a severe concussion at high school, a high school that you were involved with, helping their efforts, which are which are credible in that area. But let's get right to it, Chris. You saw what happened. Now we're talking about, I'm recording this on Tuesday, October 4th, against the Bills. With the head snapping back, with Tua, with the wobble, with going to the tent, did you expect or or believe that he would come back into the game that game? No, I don't, you know, and I don't think anyone who understands concussions thought we'd see him back. So, yeah, I mean, he showed five distinct signs of concussions that were severe. Uh, you know, and if you've been paying attention to concussions at all, you that athlete never goes back in. And, you know, I got angry when they not only put him back in, but then tried to claim it wasn't a head injury. Right. <laughs> fell from a back spasm but he magically recovered five minutes later to go back in like so i i you know i swore on my twitter which i never does like this is bullshit um he should be back in and at least i thought they'd smarten up before thursday i mean we it was covered that we said there's no way he should have gone back in new york times covered it i thought they would wake up but then they rolled him out there again and set him up to possibly die because he returned too soon after a concussion yeah, let's talk quickly about the Bills game, and then I want to get to the preceding time before the Bengals game. His head snapped back. You've seen so many of these. You've experienced them yourself. Obviously, this was not something where he was rocked by a Buffalo Bills player. It was kind of pushed, 
but he fell back in the turf and hit his head. You saw the wobble, you saw the head shake, and that's not a back injury. <laughs> so, no, I guess, I mean, well, yeah, the five. I, I guess what I'm going to say is that even if, even if somebody out uh, the UNC, whoever it was, cleared him to go back in after the blue tent in that game, don't you err on the side of caution after that look, what you saw then? And we're not yeah. even talking about after the game. We're talking about during the game. Yeah, you'd think with your star player, if you understand the risks of putting him back in, even if you, you were told by the doctor that person should go in, you know, again, the, the, what's special about what he showed was he did the shake off the cobwebs, which right. everyone who's ever had a concussion and done that before knows it's because you can't see straight or you don't feel right. And you think shaking your head is going to fix it if, as if, you know, it's a mechanical problem inside your head. So that by itself is a like I don't I have yet to be see in my 20 years of doing this somebody say I did that for another reason other than the concussion yeah. and then you know the the fall you know if you have gross motor instability is what the NFL term is like you know you're not even be safe to yourself out there even if you start being able to walk 10 minutes later it doesn't mean you're at 100 percent so um, yeah no it wouldn't I mean it was it was an absolute mess and. I've said over and over again, even if the doctors make a mistake, the coaches and the ownership know better. And that's a time where they need to step up and go, you know, even if he had a back spasm, it didn't cause what I saw. And therefore, I'm not putting risking my whole career uh, or, or this whole season on you know, the idea that I need him back in the second half of week three. Do you think that it was all Tua? I mean, we know this better than anyone you and I do, that players want to play. Their default setting is, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, whatever they have to say to get back in. And, of course, we're beyond that age where players sort of talk their way back in, you know. How did this happen back, you know, eight days ago? How does he get back into that game? I mean, it it appears to be a lack of a training or experience with the doctors who evaluated him because players are on record Everywhere. I mean, I was just listening to a podcast uh, by an Australian player named James Graham, who uh, just retired, who talked about how every time he was knocked out, well, by the time the trainers got there, he was awake enough to say, oh, I rolled my ankle. That's why I'm on the ground. <laughs> and, you know, if you don't do this enough, you might believe them. But, I mean, again, no, nobody should have believed Tua. It was such a bad cover story. Um that, you know, I'm, I'm glad the UNC, the Unaffiliated Neurological Consultant, won't be treating players anymore. You can tell me better than not. Obviously, the team doctor is actually the person who makes that call. But if the Dolphins fire the team doctor right now, as a, you could imagine a team doctor right. suing them for defamation or, or whatever, uh, reputational damage. So he, they're going to probably quietly let him go after the season and have somebody else evaluating the players the rest of the season. But that's what you'd hope. But the Dolphins made so many mistakes and continue to make them that I'm not sure that'll happen. You talk about continue to make them. So now we get past Buffalo game eight days ago. We get towards it just so happens, oh, my God, that this is the team playing Thursday night football, literally four days after what looked like a concussion. And then – Listen, I tweeted something like, is it, is it weird that he's playing while this investigation between the NFL and NFLPA is going on? That was kind of mild, but I did raise it. But you were much more forceful. And you saw the signs coming that, hey, wait a minute. Are they going to play him? If they do, there should be dire consequences. There could be dire consequences. And speak about that if you would, Chris. 
Yeah, I, I tweeted a couple hours before the game. Once I saw the NFL promoting Joe versus Tua, their big Thursday night game on their Twitter, I just wrote back and I quote tweeted it like, because now I thought the NFL would at least step in and say, Dolphins, you made a mistake. Don't play him this week. Even keep the backstory going and say it hasn't recovered. Whatever you got to do, but don't risk his life on a Thursday night game in week four. And so the, the NFL started promoting it. So I said, look, this is a giant step back. The fact is playing it all. And let's remember, you know, you can die from second impact syndrome. You can have a career-ending concussion when you have a concussion four days after your first. And if this happens, you know, I just said fire everybody, sue everybody. You're, you're messing with a man's life and their career for nothing. Uh, and unfortunately, I was right that that second concussion happened. So let's explain that for a minute. So is it as simple as saying a second concussion is much more likely as it, in terms of how recent it is from the first concussion? You can explain that. Yeah. There's a few things happening, right? So, you know, we used to say, and, and the medical industry used to try to tell us, like, you think about your brain as hardware and software, right? You got your physical brain, then you got how it functions. So every concussion is actually causing microscopic hardware damage, and your brain it has plasticity, and so it reroutes it. And so you imagine you get a brain injury, you damage some brain cells, and then your brain adapts to that, and you get your function back. And that usually takes weeks, essentially months. Then you add on this software issue, which is the neurometabolic cascade of concussion, chemical changes, metabolic changes, blood flow changes, all that writes itself you know, quickly in the first few minutes, but doesn't actually get back to normal for weeks. And so another energy crisis, another concussion on the software issue makes that exponentially worse. The hardware issue is linearly worse. The software issue is exponentially worse because you're taking cells that would have recovered and you're just crushing them and you're taking them offline. So that's what you're worried about. And then you could lay around, few people have talked about the idea that when you're trying to play uh, four days after concussion, you're impaired. Your thinking is impaired, your movement's impaired, your reaction time's impaired. So when I go back and actually look at that film again on Thursday, I imagine Tua not concussed on Sunday, runs away and avoids the defensive lineman who crushed him. And so you are actually putting him at risk for a bigger injury when people are chasing him down because he can't think fast enough to avoid them. Back to Chris in a minute. If you're like me, you love watching live TV, although sometimes it feels like live TV doesn't love us back. Fortunately, you can get the TV you love for a price you'll love thanks to our friends at Sling TV. Forget those high prices, their endless contracts. Sling is the most valuable option when it comes to finding your favorite channels with the best deal for sports news and entertainment, they have the best live TV content, sorry, all in one place at the lowest price. You can follow all the action on one screen, catch every touchdown every Sunday. Thanks to NFL Red Zone available on Sling Blue and Sports Extra. Sling is easy to set up, easy to use. Now you can try it for half off. Just visit sling.com slash DraftKings, all caps. Sign up today. Watch every touchdown live every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time, get Sling Blue, add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month, regular price 46 now only $23. That's right. You get the best deal on Red Zone so you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Also, a word from AG1. I use it every day. It's Athletic Greens. It is something I've started taking about 15 years ago now. I pour a scoop into water every morning. I get all my nutrients, all my supplements, one scoop of AG. I'd be very healthy, but sometimes I miss in terms of getting all the greens that I need. It costs less than $3 a day. It's worth it. You're not buying all these supplements. Lifestyle friendly, tastes good. Also, I feel better about myself. I get better sleep, better recovery, and of course, better, better, better mental clarity. I didn't sound like it there, but I do. Okay, so to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Those travel packs are great. And go on the road, I just pop them in. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash BOS for business of sports. Again, athleticgreens.com slash BOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Chris. The UNC was fired in the time <laughs> on Saturday after the, the Bengals game. You think that's a scapegoat move? You think there's more to come? What do you think comes of this investigation? I mean, I think that's a pro- I mean, yeah, I get I mean, yeah. And I, and I tweeted after that. I said that would have been a great thing to do on Wednesday. Like right. the idea that there was not this sense of urgency to figure this out before Thursday and give the Dolphins and the NFL some guideline, you know, so I don't know why they wait until Saturday, but I mean, they, they said they fired him because of hostility in the interview process, which I'm sure was there because uh, the person might have realized, that you know, they're about to become a scapegoat. Yeah. But uh, I think it's appropriate. Like, I don't think any player would have confidence in having that person evaluate them if they didn't put up a massive fight about the team doctor wanting to put him back in. But uh, again, it is a scapegoat. The team is ultimately responsible. The NFL is ultimately responsible. This is their protocol that they've developed that has uh, some flaws. And right now they're trying to patch it up. But I think, uh, you know, the Cameron Braid example from Sunday night shows that it's not, you know, just gross motor stability is not the only flaw in this protocol. We've come a, I, I was about to say we've come a long way. I think you think we've come a long way because I was in the NFL in the sort of play through it era where we didn't have this awareness. Then we had the whole time as you and I got to know each other with the thousands of plaintiffs suing the NFL. We have a global settlement there. We have new rules. We have concussion protocols. We have all this. And then the, the movie and League of Denial and concussion, but kind of faded a little bit, didn't it? And now it's back front and center with this issue of Tua. So where are we? Are we going back into that? Oh, wait a minute. We got to worry about concussions again. We're kind of faded from view. Yeah. You know, it's hard for the media to sustain the attention that they have. And so I get that, like, you know, when we when new stories get placed, ask you what's new. 
And I think, you know, so this was a what's new issue because we thought that these things were behind us. So I, we have made progress. And I think the NFL is forever incentivized to try to get away with this and the teams of trying to get away with this. And so we have to stay vigilant. But I think what's special about this, someone asked me, if I, am I discouraged by this? And I said, well, frankly, I'm really encouraged by the response from the public and the response from the media on this. Yeah. Basically, we've done enough training over the last 15 years that everyone at home and everyone in the media felt confident enough to go, oh, that's the, the Dolphins are not telling us the truth. And that's why we're still talking about this. And that's why I did more interviews from uh, you know Thursday night till 1 a.m., through, you know, Sunday night. I mean, I literally had like hundreds and hundreds of interview requests, you know, international and every, so this is a wonderful educational opportunity. It's a yeah. shame that, you know, Tua Tagaviola uh, is, is the one who's going to pay the price here. I mean, hopefully he bounces back and he's fine, but, you know, we aren't going to know that for a while. And then we still have to think about what does this mean down the road for him? We're not even touching that discussion yet of in 20 years, if he starts having problems, are we going to start looking back to this moment? Back to Chris in a second. I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Game Time. Football season's now in full swing. They're great games every weekend. Thanks to Game Time, it's easier than ever to be there in person. There are going to be some great games coming up this week. The Packers and Giants from London. That'll be a good one to see. And Rams, Cowboys, among the others. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app that guarantees the lowest price on tickets to all your favorite sports concerts and shows. You can see the view from your seat in the app and check out takes less than 30 seconds. Download the Game Time app, create an account, redeem code BOS, Business of Sports, for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's BOS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download Game Time, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. How long do you think he should stay out? We, you know, as of today, he's not going to play this week against the Jets, but in yeah. your opinion... I'm curious your thoughts on this. So yeah. I would argue that this is no longer a medical question, right? Uh, you know, some doctor will clear him after a few weeks because he's going to be asymptomatic eventually. But I would argue from a strategic perspective and for the risk of uh, having another concussion, he should sit out the season because, you know, you as a former GM recognize that right now the Dolphins are on the hook and everyone's saying they made a mistake. And, Tua, you know, everyone now believes Tua had two concussions in five days. And so... You know, that's normal that if you get put, if you get abused and put in that situation, that's going to happen. But if he takes a month or two off and comes back and gets a third concussion, suddenly, you know, at the, I think at the GM level, everyone starts to say, oh, maybe he's concussion prone now. Maybe we can't count on him anymore. Maybe he's weak and it was never the Dolphins' fault. And, and he goes from a guy that has a huge, bright future to when his contract's up, he's not going to get the $50 million a year offer because someone's going to say, well, what if he gets another concussion playing for us? Then we're not going to have him anymore. And so exactly. from that perspective, I would say take the take, you know, take, think about you and your money and your career. Let your brain fully recover. Start again next year and, and go kick butt with this all behind you. But if he gets that third concussion, it's going to be like the saddest moment ever. And, you know, and, and I don't I don't think he could even legally could get all the money he deserves back and lost income back. Right. I mean, this is a huge business of football issue. My expertise, as you mentioned, where in the college scouting process now, you know it. I know it. They look at players that are concussion prone and downgrade them, don't want to take the risk. We can't bring him in here. Look, he had four concussions in college. Now we're talking about a potential contract for the top position in the sport. 
And yes, you're right. When they get to that time where it's like, oh, is he going to get this 150 million extension, which all young quarterbacks get? This is a guy who just threw six touchdown passes before the first alleged concussion. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think, though, there will be pressure in a, in a pennant race, playoff race, to play him sooner than that. And we'll see if that takes over. It's going to be hard publicly if he even gets hurt after he comes back, not only a concussion. So those are things that the Dolphins have to worry about. Unfortunately, this sounds so trite. I think it'll depend on how they're doing with Teddy Bridgewater. You're absolutely right. I think that's that's the bottom line. I guess before I let you go, Chris, this phrase, when in doubt, sit him out, sounds so, you know, catchy and trite almost, but it really is something that has to be a guiding principle here. Again, I go back to the Buffalo game. Even if all that happened on the sideline, look at what we're seeing. Look at 20 million fans. Look at what we're seeing. When in doubt, sit them out. How do we get that communicated better across all football? I think we have to embarrass the NFL every time they roll the dice with players like this because you know it is unfortunate that the example that the most of the world sees is uh, a protocol that is extremely risky. Right. Like even every time you remove a player and evaluate them, your role, we know that, you know, 10, 20 percent of concussions have delayed symptoms. So you're going to test them. They're going to test fine and you're going to put them back in. And then all of a sudden they're going to start having symptoms and you've risked their life by putting them back in. So it's already like a very loosey goosey protocol. Right. Um, and it's not what should be happening at any other level of sport. And so I guess if we could say one thing, it's the parents out there. Do not what you see on TV is is show and it's risky. And if it's your kid, if you have an inkling that you'd want your kid out to evaluate them, that means they stay out because there is no test good enough on the sideline to risk your child's life and putting him back in. So when in doubt, sit them out is like the, the smallest doubt is all you need because very rarely are, are, when, do you have those concussion signs and it's something else. It's almost always concussions and we just never tell you because kids want to play and yeah. they also are not good at thinking long-term. And when they have a brain injury, they're really not good at thinking straight. You've been on the forefront of the CTE discussion and I met you, I believe when we were talking about a pen football player, not even a pro player having signs of that. So as I let you go, tell us about your foundation, what you've been able to accomplish and what you're looking for in the future. Yeah, so thank you. They had, so the Concussion Legacy Foundation, we're celebrating our 15th anniversary gala, November 3rd. May, I'd love for you to come up to Boston for that, Andrew. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I'd like to go to that. Yeah, that'd be really great to have you. Um, so, yeah, so we're, you know, what we do is we do research, we do education, and we do we have a helpline and we do a lot of patient and family services. So I would say, you know, let, let keep uh, bring our education programs into your kids' programs. Um, sign up for research, uh, whether pledging your brain or uh, clinical studies, so we can learn how to diagnose and treat CTE. Uh, and then uh, if you, are, you or anyone you care about are having symptoms that could be related to past concussions or just thousands of hits to the head that can cause neurodegeneration, reach out and we'll get you to the, the handful of doctors around the country who are really uh, becoming real experts on CTE. So we have a lot of work ahead of us to fix the problems of the past and Right now, we're just fighting not to make new problems like we saw uh, with Tua. Concussionfoundation.org. Check it out. 
Chris, thanks for being such a leading voice on this. Always appreciate chatting with you, and I will try to be there November 3rd. All right. I appreciate it, Andrew. Okay, guys, really hope you enjoyed that. That was a special podcast. I know you're hearing a lot about two over the last week. Hopefully that was informative, educational, interesting, and something you can take to the bank. Chris Nowinski has been following this for years, in if not decades, since he suffered a serious concussion as a pro wrestler some 20 years ago. Great to hear from him and great to have you. If you like the podcast, please share it with a friend. Give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts. We truly appreciated that. My newsletter, andrew-brandt.com. My daily dose, andrew-brandt.com slash SBL. You get a daily video and a weekly meeting. Twitter, Andrew Brandt. Instagram, where I do reels, Andrew Brandt too. And of course, always here on the Business Sports Podcast, we try to make it a unique listen every week for you to hear. Hope you have a great week. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt.